Welcome to episode 13 of the Truth and Dare podcast. Today, we're sharing some exciting news with you about a big change happening in our lives. For more info, show notes, and all the details, check us out on truthanddaremovement.com. Welcome to Truth and Dare, a podcast dedicated to female empowerment through living our truth and daring to change. Hi, I'm Carly Talbot. And I'm Allie Van Fossen. Yeah, uh, what's happening in our lives right now? Well, I mean, I think that the best way to break this down is for you, Allie, to tell, open the book and start from chapter one and tell all of our listeners how this once crazy story became our actual reality. I dig that. So about two years ago, I became obsessed with finding a way to travel the world with Myers, my husband. I was not ready to own a home, have children, decorate a home, fill my home. It just didn't spark one ounce of excitement in me. And it really still doesn't. And I asked him, how can we travel the world? How can I get you to quit your job and leave your passion? He loves engineering. He loves the people he works with. And he kind of nonchalantly, jokingly said, I will only travel the world via sailboat. And lucky enough, I love the ocean. I don't get seasick. And I uh, answered back, yes, let's go then. Let's let's get a sailboat. And it started off, like Carly said, a crazy idea. And we made a budget and we started to save money and it really seemed unattainable, like it would never happen. And also the idea to sail kind of got planted in our ha- our heads from Myers being on the sailing team for years as a young boy. And then uh, voraciously, that's a word, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're working on our vocabulary, everyone. So I think voraciously means to like consume things intensely. Yeah. Like obsessively. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So we voraciously consumed YouTube videos of other couples sailing the world that had been sailing for two, three, four, five years and being really successful at it. And watching them do it, I couldn't think, I couldn't not think to myself, we can do this. We can 100% do this. And in that moment, we just made it from, it went from a dream to an idea at that point. So it was some like glittery thing off in the distance. And then we concreted, we made it concrete. So it actually became an idea with a plan and a somewhat exit date. And I think at that point, we invited you guys once it became more concrete. Yeah, I think you guys presented the idea to Mike and I around New Year's Eve of 2016, maybe that weekend that we spent together, or maybe before then, but definitely right around that time. And um, I personally had never had the same idea or even fluttering thought that I would travel the world via a sailboat. But like Ali, I've 
grown up on boats and on the water, and I'm very comfortable in that world. However, conveniently or possibly because of fate, um, my boyfriend, Mike, is a captain. That's what he does for a living. And he has actually worked delivering sailing yachts to different parts of the world. And when I first met Mike, he told me, like, one of my dreams is to live on a sailboat and travel around the world on the sailboat. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when Allie and Myers came to us with the idea, I mean, the free spirit in both of us was just like, how the hell do you say no? Let's just let this ride and see what happens. Yeah. And a lot of people might think it's weird that we even invited another couple on the boat, but Carly and I have been friends for almost a decade now, and we're really close with her partner, Mikey, Mike. And we also knew that with such a big lifestyle change, we would want a support system Uh, especially someone like Mike who's got experience and knows his shit and he can really support Myers uh, actually keeping us safe on the boat and then having a woman there to go grocery shopping with and figure out how to do laundry and all the things that are going to change in our lives. I think we both knew that having friends to start the trip off would make it so much more of a wonderful experience versus a holy hell, I'm scared out of my mind. Did we just make the wrong decision experience? And um, it's a large boat, so I think everyone will have enough space. Yes, it's going to be intense. It's it's like being in one giant room together all the time. But, um, you know, Car- you guys know Carly and I's personality. It's very upfront, very straightforward. There will be moments of crying and yelling and probably – needing some time off from one another, but I know that we'll get through it and we'll just talk about it and move through the honey. Definitely. I mean, it should be noted that, you know, Allie and I, this isn't our first rodeo together in an intense, you know, culture shock sort of situation. I mean, to this degree, yes, but I think that we've, we've traveled extensively together. We've gone through some shit together. We've had some real talk together. And so I think we're both pretty confident that we'll get through it. Yeah. And so once the idea became concrete and we had a plan and everyone is saving as much money as possible, and we had this dead, like this dead end goal in mind of when we would be leaving. And from that point, we started slowly sharing with our family members and closest friends. And I think, you know, this was a two-year idea. So I think the first year of sharing the idea was no one took it seriously. No one took it seriously. And I also think we didn't really take it 100% seriously because a lot was hinging on large amounts of money that would be coming through the door from a lot of time and effort that both Myers and I were working on. And Also, Carly and I like overanalyzed every single thing my husband ever said. And if he was too happy at work, we were afraid we weren't going anymore. And Myers wanted to kill us, but you know, we're women. So we were overanalyzing every moment. But, um, you know, it was definitely difficult to introduce the idea to our closest family and friends and watch some of their reactions be not so supportive. And 
yeah, what was what was your experience like telling, you know, your mom and your dad and your brother and some of your closest friends? Yeah, like you said, it was like a non-reality for so long. Even back around Thanksgiving, I remember the conversation happening um, at my aunt and uncle's house. And we were there celebrating Thanksgiving and Mike was there with my family. And still the reaction was, it was supportive, but it always came back to this. Well, there's no boat yet. So until there's a boat, it's not even really real. Like, so maybe that was sort of this buffer or this shield that people would put up to say, well, maybe you actually won't do it because you actually need a boat. And we would be like, well, the boat's going to come, you know? And then as the boat came and the plans became cemented, I had positive reactions from my family, but also a lot of nerves. I mean, it can be really scary, especially, you know, my parents don't travel as much as I do and they don't necessarily have the same genetic makeup and this desire. I mean, we share a genetic makeup, but this like desire inside of me to go and do something crazy and let loose and see the world. So there's obviously the very obvious apprehension. However, I do firmly believe that if you come to somebody with an idea and you say it with conviction and you believe in what you're saying wholeheartedly, that belief will then transcribe onto the person. You have to believe what you're talking about and own the idea in order for it to be reflected back to you. When I come to my family with a wishy-washy, like, uh, I don't know, I'm really this, and uh, that gets reflected back to me. But when I stand with confidence about certainty in this decision, it comes back. And of course, my parents are still nervous, but I think going with my boyfriend, who we've said time and time again is quite experienced, helps lessen the tension. But I mean, shit, even the other day I was with my brother on the way to the beach and we brought it up again. And I swear his face was just like, you should see my face right now. I'm just like big eyes. Like, I'm like, Jeff, we've talked about this. He's like, I know, but like shit, you know? So it's, it comes and goes, but I think standing your ground really helps sort of mitigate the tension and the confusion that can come up. So yeah. What about you? Uh, my mom, for all the month, my dad is kind of someone who takes a backseat. He wants us to be successful and healthy and make really wise decisions, especially with Meyer's career. Being an engineer, he was really worried about where his career would go and leaving such a great company. But my mom was more can't you just buy a home? And it's okay that you're going to quit your job, but does Myers need to quit his job? And can't you just leave for three months and ask the company for a three-month sabbatical? Or can't you just rent a boat for one month? And all these, she would make up all these different scenarios. And I know it's her speaking from fear. No one wants their daughter setting sail and being away from connection and regular human interaction. But... Um, I think over time, as the date drew nearer and the idea just became more and more concrete, and once the money was available and once the we started boat shopping, um, 
it became a lot more real and they became much more supportive because they also realized we were making such a large life change that we needed our parents to support us. And by not supporting us, it wasn't doing anyone justice. And uh, I feel lucky that both Carly and I's parents are very supportive no matter what, while they might be scared and have a lot of fear um, intention and apprehension and maybe confusion at the end of the day, they're still 100% supportive and they'll be flying out to visit us and yada, yada, yada. So I think, um, like Carly said, if you just speak with conviction and stand your ground and don't present anything in a wishy-washy way, when you have such a large idea, um, people will respect you that much more. And I think also, the reaction from our friends was pretty much the same as our family. Like, okay, okay, you're going sailing. Sure, whatever. And then as, again, the the date drew near and things became more concrete, I think a lot of our friends got really excited. I'm sure some of them might feel a tinge of jealousy, maybe jealousy that they we get to like leave the daily grind of life. And maybe some of our girlfriends are jealous because Carly and I are drawing closer together as friends and because we have to, (laughs) we have a business together and now we're going to be living together. So I think it's a mix of emotions amongst our girlfriends. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I think you're right. But I think we're also lucky in the sense that a lot of our friends are also doing really cool shit right now. There's this, we've always been friends with the wildflowers. And I think there is this overwhelming consensus in the group of people that we hang out with that no one's really ready to air quotes settle down even though some of us some some are but even though we're in this age bracket and we should be checking off this checklist you know a lot of our friends are doing cool shit they're moving across the country or our friends just got this epic van that they gutted and they're going to be living in so i mean yeah it's mixed but we're lucky we have a really cool support system around us. So yeah, that's sort of the story of, you know, how this came to be, how this crazy idea became a reality and what happened when we told the people we love that we were jumping ship, literally. So if you're manifesting a big change and you want to create a new reality for yourself, how do you do it? Um, the first thing and the elephant in the room and the thing that makes people the most anxious, but we just got to cut to the chase is money. You have to strategize a plan to save the necessary money to get to where you want to be. So how did Ali and I do this? Um, when we decided we were leaving, we came up with a number we said, if we can both get to this number, then I think that we'll be okay for a while. Will we be okay forever? You know, no, but what's the number that we can leave on where we can have a cushion enough to set sail and feel confident that if shit hits the fan, we're going to be okay. So after we came up with that number, um, what Mike and I did is we sat down and we broke it up into a month by month basis. We said, where, when do we need to get to this goal? How many months do we have divided by the number of months? How much money do we need to put away every month? Non-negotiable. That was it. Obviously there were some months with 
a lot of traveling. I mean, I was on a plane almost every month of 2016. So I spent a lot of money on flights and et cetera. But uh, for the most part, we work toward hitting this monthly goal. And listen, you guys, I wasn't making a ton of money. I was on, you know, a salary for a nonprofit. It's not like there's money in the nonprofit environmental world. So you can do, you can save money on a small budget. You just have to be really wise and really careful about what you're doing on the weekends and if you're eating out and all the little nitty gritty things that go into a budget. But, um, yeah, sort of the divide by the months and conquer method was our method of saving. Ali, um, did you guys have a similar experience or what was your journey? So Myers and I decided that the best way to save for, and again, let me be clear about the elephant in the room. So Myers and I had two opportunities to make two very large amounts of money, which is how we were able to afford the boat. And we have paid for the boat, cash money all the way. We still have student loans. We weren't Mm -hmm. ready to take out another loan to buy a boat. Mm -hmm. It was just, that felt very scary. Yeah. Yeah. So we knew we wanted to save as much money as possible though, so that when we left the money in our savings account, which would now be our checking account, basically our spending money, we had to save that money. And our formula was live off Meyer's salary and we saved my salary. So that was the formula that worked for us. Some months we did have to dip into my salary, but it was okay. Generally speaking, it wasn't the year for Carly and I to save money. We were in at least five weddings and very, very expensive weddings because we like to go all out. So really the cards were against us to save money this last year and we did it anyway. So I think the important uh, lesson here is make a plan, stick to the plan, just like we talk about all the time with any ideas you have on how to live your truth and dare to change. It's about planning it, sticking with it, and then the execution of it. And one other thing I want to touch on as far as money goes is we all knew that we were no longer going to have steady income and we put the necessary tools and systems in place to build online businesses. Myers and I 100% ramped up our efforts with the Journey Junkie. We really took it from a hobby yoga blog to a yoga business, and we got really serious about spending all of our time and most of our extra income outside of saving on purchasing new technologies and new systems to you know up our game. And then Carly and I started a podcast. So how we can work and continue to grow and also generate income is now really just up to our creative brain powers and how hard we want to work while we're out on the water. And I think that's really important too, is while we are jumping ship, um, we have a plan. You know, we're not just figuring it out. I mean, we are figuring it out, but it's not like we're attempting to go bartend at a local bar, which we might end up doing. But (laughs) generally speaking, we have a solid plan on how we're going to generate income. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's totally a good point. So those are sort of our techniques for how we decided to save money. But And though money is a very, very important and probably the most important part of this 
whole process. Another big and important part of this is the change that we wanted in our lives, the change that we desired in the way that we wanted to live. You know, like Ali said in the beginning, a huge part of this came from this little fluttering dream that Ali had. How can I see the world? I've shared that dream with Ali. How can I break the mold? How can I see the world? We're, we're the dreamers. That's just the kind of people that we are. So a big part of making a change like this is manifesting it and thinking about the life that you desire to live. And in this case, the life that we desire to live at this point in time was sort of a vagabond gypsy life. We're not really ready to settle down and buy a house, but everybody has a different pipe dream. This just happens to be ours. However, one part of this of making this a reality is saving money in the literal sense. And the other part is the more figurative part of the manifestation and really thinking about what you want your life to look like. So when Allie and I talk about that, and I'm sure you can gather this from the podcast, but we have a desire to travel. We have a desire to work for ourselves. We want to be in control of our time and how we spend it. We want to connect with other people around the world, not just the people who live in our neighborhoods or are in our family circles. We cannot ever again sit in a nine to five job ever, ever again. And so part of this trip was about tapping into that and creating the life that we want, taking an active step in being the authors of our own destiny and saying, this is our chance to do it. Is it crazy? Is it scary? Yes. But will it possibly have the power to dictate how the rest of our lives play out? Excuse me. Yes, I think it will. I 100% agree with everything that you just said. Um, I love that you said we want to be the authors of our own destiny. And I think that's so true. And unfortunately, I think for many of us right now, we're not being our own authors. We are, you know, sitting back and having to read our own novel and not have the opportunity to add to it. And I mean, obviously everyone's adding to their novel, but I think we would all love to be the author and everyone can be the author. And that's what we're all about here. That's the most beautiful part of, you know, living your journey and having this opportunity here on this world is that you can be the author, but it takes a hell of a lot of guts and patience and discipline and, um, you know, leaning on the people that are going to help you manifest the change. And I think for Carly and I, she has, she said that we're spiritual running buddies. I told her I don't run, but um, she's telling me it's a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> However, she's making me run once we're on the boat, everyone. So stay tuned for how well Allie can lace up. The journey junkie turns into the journey runner. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but really – Seriously, there were many times where my husband doubted if we would be leaving because he was staying really grounded and 
I think, safe in a sense, unsure of if it would manifest. And Carly and I are over here like daydreaming our asses off, but someone has to be the manifester. And someone does have to be the person that stays more grounded and keeps everyone in check. That would be Mikey and Myers. Mm -hmm. But Carly and I think it's our job to manifest the most epic, you know, proportions of living our truth and daring to change. And that's what we're here to do for you as well in your own life. And so I think if you have a giant idea that seems incredibly far away, like this big, beautiful, shiny light, but you're so far from it. It really helps to connect with someone else to help you get that, get closer to that shiny light. And it doesn't have to be getting on a boat or traveling the world. It could be maybe you want to write a physical novel, like literally be an author and you link up with someone else who's a writer. That's going to help you move through the process of writing an entire book. There's so many other examples. I won't go into that, but you guys get the point. It's really important to connect with someone who's helping you live your truth and dare to change and move closer towards those really big, scary, beautiful goals that ultimately I think make life like worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said that, I don't remember what episode it was, but the woman who was the hospice nurse yeah. for all yeah. those years. Facing your fears maybe. Yeah, maybe it was Facing Your Fears episode. We'll link to it in the show notes, but I'll let you remind everyone about who that nurse was and yeah. what what she learned from her life. I think her name was Bonnie War or Ware. I can't remember off the top of my head, but she worked in hospice as a nurse for most of her professional career. And she wrote a book. She ended up, I think it was a blog and then a book um, about people's top regrets and the top regrets that she had heard from people. And the number one regret was that I wish I had lived the life that I wanted to and not the life that other people wanted or expected me to live. Boom. Boom. <laughs> that is the good shit. I mean, it's reality. We don't want to be 80, 90 years old, reminiscing on our life and wondering what happened to our life and who got to live it and how come we didn't get to live it. And while it could be scary to go against the grain and make different choices than most of the rest of society, um, if you find that fluttery feeling happening when you think about something that you want to achieve, go against the grain. However long it takes you to get there, just keep slugging through the honey to get there. Um, and we realize that what we're asking of you and what Carly and I are asking of ourselves is about taking a risk. And I think risk is involved in anything you do. There's that fear of failure. But when you lean into the discomfort, when you take the risks, usually you get to experience the greatest reward. Uh, so we don't want you to think that we don't have our own fears about this journey. We definitely have fears. Again, it's great to have another couple coming with Myers and I to help us face our fears. But real talk, like Carly and I have said, what if we die out there? What if our boat sinks? What if someone gets seriously injured or incredibly ill? You know, we're not going to have a hospital to ride to on an ambulance or uh, law enforcement to call while sailing the open sea. It's going to be incredibly different. 
right? Yeah. I mean, I would be lying if I said there weren't parts of me that were really fucking scared. You know, I have these flashes of thoughts of like, oh my God, what if somebody's like gets bit off by a shark? Or like, what if so I just, for some reason, think, always think about losing a limb. I don't really know why it seems like really extreme, but, um, it's just, it's, it's, it's normal fears. But, you know, then I think about being scared when I first moved to Maine and being scared when I started my job and being scared when we went to Europe. I mean, people would tell me I was going to get snatched and I was going to get taken. And I mean, which is crazy, but listen, the fears are going to come up. Obviously a sailboat sort of brings up more fears, I think, because it's so unconventional, but the fears are going to come up anytime you decide to flip your world on its head. And that can be with just like changing your routine and doing something different day to day. But listen, like we've always said, you know, fear is with us all the time. It's just how can we leave it in the back seat and not let it take the wheel? So let's honor the fear and then let's talk through it. And that's what we do all the time. We say, holy fuck, what if we get sick? Well, you know, we have this insurance plan that's going to cover us if we need to go to a hospital and a shark actually bites our leg off. Oh, okay. Well then there you go. Or, you know, what if we don't know what we're doing? Well, here, let's learn. Let's figure it out. I mean, this is how we grow as people. Um, but I think another part of the fear and what might come up for you if you're making a life change is that anytime you flip your routine, things can get a little scary. You know, for us, we're going to be living on a boat. We're basically camping on the water full time. We're leaving our jobs. We're leaving our schedules. We don't even know how to wash our clothes. We don't, I mean, we're really going into a whole new world. So, I mean, to say that we're not scared would be a lie, but I guess what I'm trying to say is this fear is going to come up in the most simple and what seem to be the most mundane life changes or the most dramatic and crazy life changes. It's always going to be there. Yeah, 100%. Fear, like you said, has to sit in the backseat. You really can't allow it to take the wheel, which takes a lot of work to keep it in the backseat. But that's part of the work that we are cultivating here in our own lives and sharing with all of you because we think it's so important. And Liz Gilbert is the one who coined that whole sit in the backseat, you can't take the wheel, you can't pick the snacks, you can't pick the radio station, you can't pick where we're driving um, from her book, Big Magic. We'll link to it. But I just loved the idea of we're all going to have fear. It's not going anywhere. It's part of our journey, but we have to learn how to have that healthy relationship with it and know that we will figure out how to go food shopping on every new island we come to and how to do our laundry and all the things that we have no idea how to do right now. And it's honestly going to be so good for our brains to learn a whole new way of living. And I don't think you need to learn a whole new way of living to get your brain revved up. You can just start small, like we always say, you know, making one lifestyle change at a time. Um, you know, and talking about our world being plopped upside down, I think it's going to be really difficult, not yeah, difficult that we're not going to be on firm ground. We're literally going to be floating 
all the time. And from a yogic perspective, you know, that's our root chakra. We are uprooting our whole entire lives as we know it on firm ground. And your root chakra is all about your space of safety and security and belonging and having your basic needs met. It's that survival instinct in you. And so when we start to uproot it, things can get hairy. And I've definitely seen working with my body worker, my shamanic body worker, that she's definitely said every time I see her, there is all sorts of blockages going on in my root chakra and in my second chakra. So your Svadhisthana chakra, that's where you have the ability to go with the flow and be creative. And, you know, I think both of those chakras right now for Carly and I, and I'm just going to call them the double M's, Myers and Mikey. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. M squared. M and M. M and M. <laughs> okay. Stay tuned for what the final nickname becomes. You'll see it on the boat. But um, I think for all of us, that's a big fear is our roots literally being ripped out of the ground and now we have to float around all the time. So that will be something that we have to face and learn how to, you know, cultivate a relationship with the water. And I'm I'm excited for it. Yeah. I'm excited for it too. I think that we have each other, the relationship between Ali and I, the relationship between our partners, the relationship between all four of us to help create the roots more figuratively, not literally, since we won't be in the ground, but with the support of each other, um, I truly believe we're going to be okay. And so now you know. You know our story. You know how we got here. We, You know what we're scared of, what we're dreaming about, and basically where we're standing with this entire crazy situation that we're in. So if you like what you're hearing and you're like, I have an idea that maybe isn't sailing on a boat, maybe it is, who knows? But if you're dreaming the dreams, which we so hope you are, how can you get to where you want to be? Um, I think the first thing that you have to remind yourself is that your idea is valid. We've already talked about fear taking the back seat, but doubt and shame are two other bitches that hang out with fear. They're like a tripod and Doubt and shame really like to come up and tell you that your ideas aren't legitimate, that you can't do what you're thinking of, and that why you? Why would you be able to follow through on that goal? But I'm here and we're here to tell you today that all of your dreams are valid. Everything that you're thinking of, you truly can accomplish. I understand we're all in different life situations, but there is a way through every block and there is a way to get to where you want to be if you have a plan and if you've already accomplished one dream, we're the dreamers, like move on to the next one. Just like Ali and I, okay, we're getting onto the sailboat. Check what's next. I mean, our dream list is craziness. What we want to manifest for each other, for truth and dare, for everybody that listens to us and where we want to go with this is huge. So there's no limits on what you can do and what you can believe in yourself to do and everything that you want is valid and it matters. Amen. Um, in addition to that, once you decide like, hell yes, my idea and my goals are valid, then it's time to practice patience and discipline to manifest your goals and dreams into reality. So to make that concrete idea, you know, that is 
so important in anything we do in life, patience and discipline. The combination of the two attributes are what will manifest vague, dreamy lights into concrete. You're living it in the moment. Um, so patience and discipline, write that word wherever you need to, those words wherever you need to, to remind yourself. And then like we spoke about, seek support, recruit people to help you stay on the path because the path is going to be hard. It's not straight. It's windy. It's hilly. It drops down. You know, the path is going to be intense and you need a support system to keep you on the path. So like Carly said, ideas are valid. Practice patience and discipline. Seek support. Find that tribe. And then remember, society is going to push back on you. They're going to make you think that your dreams and your ideas and your goals are crazy. And to that we say, color outside the box. Color all outside the fucking lines. Just go crazy. We don't have to stay in these boxes that society has built for us. I get that they're safety nets and that they, you know, maybe 60 years ago, the boxes were really necessary for our parents' generations and the parent their parents, but we're the dreamers. So we get to color outside the box because of all the hard work that everyone did before us. And it's time to step into our truth and dare to change, become the best human being that we want to be and who we can be. So yeah, this is your chance. This is your chance. And um, I'm going to let you wrap it up because I feel like I just did a sermon. I was like, whew, can I get an amen? <laughs> So, yeah, listen, this is it. Like Ali said, we're doing something crazy and maybe it's going to inspire you to do something crazy, to break your routine and to get out of your box and to color outside of the lines. The most important thing is to remember that you're going to, you're going to fail. You're going to make mistakes. Like Ali said, the road is long and windy. It is not a straight fucking line, but Along the way, you have to commit to redefining what failure means to you. We hear this a lot in Rich Roll's podcasts. If you fail, good for you, man. It means you tried. It means you experienced. It means you showed up and it means you did it. Nothing more or nothing less. You are being an active creator in your life. You are going to fall down. It's about getting back up and how quickly we get back up. And remember, if you feel resistance, that's a sign that change is happening. As you go through these dramatic evolutions in your life and in yourself and in your psyche, it's very natural to feel tension and resistance along the way. This means that you're on the right path. It's like all of the blockages are signs that you're going the right way. The more stop signs you see, the better the direction that you're in. I think. So we hope this inspired you guys to take a risk, to fall down, to skin your knee and to put on a fucking bandaid and get back up and get going. Yes. Yes. Another sermon coming at you. So I hope you guys enjoyed hearing about our experience and what has unfolded over the past few years and now is what to come. Many of you are probably wondering what the plan is. Um, I did publish a blog post over in Journey Junkie Land. We will link to it. But to quickly recap, we will be starting our adventure in the Caribbean. Uh, we will be hanging in the Caribbean for a year or two. We have a giant goal to cross at least one ocean. So that would be the Pacific Ocean. 
and heading over to the French Polynesian islands. We also have a lot to learn, uh, a lot to experience. We're going to be very challenged in this new lifestyle change. So we will be getting very uncomfortable to find somewhat a level of comfort again. We will definitely be disconnecting from the regular rat race of the world and with the goal to reconnect to ourselves on a deeper level. Uh, Carly and I hope to be meditating naked on the daily. For those of you who know we like to meditate naked. I mean, I've never done that, but I'm, you will. yeah, we'll be doing it <laughs> together. And uh, at a certain point, we'll be inviting you on a yoga retreat, yoga meditation retreat, and we'll all be getting naked together. Uh, yeah, but we're going to continue growing this community, growing the Journey Junkie community, supporting our men and uh, continuing to foster really good relationships with them, sharing our story and hopefully inspiring you to go out and break the mold, take risks, manifest change and create your reality. Uh, we will start a new sailing YouTube channel if you just want to follow that aspect of our journey and uh, more to come on that. Yeah. So thanks so much for listening. Again, we'll have another weekly conversation coming at you next week. In the meantime, if you dig the conversation, please review us on iTunes. It so helps grow our community and spread the conversation. You can subscribe, uh, sign up on our email list for all the good free goodies and to join our community. And of course you can follow us on Instagram at truth and dare movement. So we'll catch up with you next week. Bye. Bye.